It's the offseason, but there is still so much to talk about with ACC basketball. We've got new coaches over there at Duke. We've got new coaches over at Louisville. More importantly, we've got transfer portal action all across the ACC. We're going to have J.J. Jackson in. He's going to give us an update on what's happening over there in Durham. More importantly, we're going to find out maybe there's a couple of superstars that might be heading towards Chapel Hill. Let's discuss it here on today's show. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by JJ Jackson of Locked On Blue Devils. And we have not been together for a while, but it's so good to be back with my friend JJ and talking a little who's action today. JJ, how's it going? Candace, it's great. It has been long overdue for us to make this reunion. Uh, good for us that we've got so many awesome stories to be talking about, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I haven't talked to you since Final Four, bro. We haven't had that conversation, so I hope I hope everything's okay. I hope you're recovering well. <laughs> well, I'm recording that, Candace. It's something that I don't like to, uh, to bring up. Yet, I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, daily on Lockdown Blue Devils. Sometimes I'm catching up with good friends of my show yeah. that I haven't spoke to since the final four. <laughs> and yet somehow, some way, we're still having to bring it up. And I think we're going to do that for the rest of our lives. Uh, a thousand percent, bro. Because <laughs> for the fact that one, Duke wet the bed, but that's fine. We can let him have it. I still think Carolina wet the bed too, because like you just got to finish the whole thing. Like if you're going right. to sit here and take down Goliath, you might as well just take down the entire beast, but that's neither here nor there. That's no totally, we can have these summer. What if conversations that I'm sure will come about, but there is some news happening in Durham. They have new coaching situation, a new assistant coach, rather coach Shire is starting his regime. And I, you know, love to get your thoughts about how excited you are for that. But it also Jay Lucas for, out of Kentucky has decided to be an assistant coach and loved hearing his backstory and kind of his press conference today just about what brought him to Durham and all of that good stuff. So let's start with Coach Shire. Excited for the regime. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, no, I'm ready to see it get kicked off. I mean, it's been a year in the making. I think that this is what we talked about when we learned the news uh, a year ago that Coach K would be entering his final season and that they did already have the succession plan in place. So you know that it would kind of what it would look like. And so obviously when he starts to build out his staff, the first thing that Shire has to do is find an assistant coach to replace him because he can no longer be the assistant coach. So it's been busy since him, uh, since the season ended for coach Shire Duke, like every other school in America had to wait out those NBA draft decisions by players and transfer portal decisions. We've got a lot of things to catch up on here uh, particularly in the world of Duke basketball. Uh, but it seems like Coach Shire's done a great job here in his first month on the job, that's for sure. A hundred percent. And we didn't even get to talk about the puppy video. Like, that <laughs> clearly the best part of the postseason. Let's start with that. I saw some video content with Coach K greeting, you know, new coach Lucas. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, I wonder how the pup's doing. Like, we need, we need a pup puppy uh, cam for sure. We need to follow the journey in coaches' post-retirement needs. But that was just, you know, maybe – that little tier, but yeah. I'm excited for Coach Shire for sure. It, it's, it's around the internet for sure. Let's remember yeah. that the uh, the puppy's name is Coach, right? Coach, uh, and I know a couple of his grandkids have kind of been posting videos and Instagram stories <sighs> uh, with Coach the puppy. So he seems to be doing very well. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, I definitely want to get to to Jay Lucas with you, Candace. I think that's a significant hire for Duke. 
but I, I think I'll kind of shift gears for you okay. and start the conversation uh, with the Nolan Smith angle in all yeah. of this. It's only fair to do that because if Nolan Smith doesn't depart Duke, Jay mm-hmm. Lucas doesn't have a spot to come and join the coaching staff. No doubt about it. And, you know, with Nolan Smith deciding to take his talents to Louisville to be an assistant coach, I think it just for me, you truly have to know the backstory and how his father played there and how it's really part of his family legacy. And he's really big on that. And I think he'll really help, you know, Coach Payne in that recruiting journey. But it was just so strange to me for someone to take almost a lateral position because we all know in the, in the world of sports and competing and just success and charts and how it goes, you always want to go a step above, right? So whether it's getting an opportunity, how we saw Coach Capel go to be a head coach at Pitt, I'm thinking, okay, Nolan's waiting for his head coach opportunity, whether that comes at Duke or what have you. But maybe with the Shire transition, he was just kind of like, I'm not trying to wait till this man's 90, you know, for me to get no. my opportunity. What are your thoughts there? No, I definitely think it's the same thing. It's what I talked about a lot on Lockdown Blue Devils, and I think everyone kind of is on the same page. Look, John Shire and Nolan Smith are the best of friends, and that's not going to change anytime soon. But you got to be aware of the fact that they're also the same age. And so yeah. John Shire isn't going anywhere anytime soon. You're not going to leave Duke for another head coaching job. This is a dream-type job for John Shire. And for Nolan Smith, if you truly want to be the head coach somewhere, he's got to have that realization that it's probably going to be somewhere else other than Duke because Coach Shire is getting that start. So you're right. The fact that his dad won a national championship as a player for Louisville, Nolan won a title 30 years after his dad in Indianapolis. Both of them won the Indianapolis final fours when they were competing to go back and be a part of that coaching staff to join Kenny Payne, who adds Danny Manning, the former Wake Forest head coach, to his staff as well. They're doing big things there in the conference, too. They've got a full turnover that's taking mm-hmm. place there with the Cardinals. So I'm excited for Nolan to get this opportunity to kind of go out and do his own thing and see what Nolan Smith can do away from Duke. He is always going to be the people's champ in Durham <laughs> and City and always be one of the best at promoting Duke basketball. It's just going to be a little bit of a break right now. He's got to take a little bit of a pause and start this new chapter of his life in Kentucky. Yeah, two things there. So listen, one, one, Danny Manning, if he don't do nothing, he's going to keep a job, okay? (laughs) (laughs) My man is going to keep himself employed. But two, you know, when you talk about just them both being the same age, my immediate thought is here, if you stay, it's almost as if you're waiting for your friend to fail so you can kind of step in and be the head coach. And that's just obviously not their relationship at all. But two, sometimes you got to find your wing. Like, you know, Coach Payne isn't going to coach forever. I'm sure he is in waiting. And by he, I mean Nolan Smith, to be the eventual head coach. So you know your shot is coming in that sense. And so, again, you can't be mad at a guy for wanting to take a shot and wanting to have the opportunity to be, you know, a good assistant at a great program. And I think that really just when we talk about the ACC and setback as a whole for basketball, it's great for Louisville to be in the conversation again, right? You know, they were very much in games last season. They struggled a bit. But with a recruiting guy like Nolan Smith, they now become a good player in the conversation. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm excited to see what Louisville is going to be able to do with him. You mentioned uh, John Shire being 36. Kenny Payne is 55, so nearly 20 (laughs) years older than him. Uh, And and so it's obviously going to be a different look for Nolan. He's going to get to see how things are done outside of Duke. All he's known Mm -hmm. in his life is Duke basketball, from his playing days to his time back on the staff as the director of operations. And this was only 
Nolan Smith's first season as a full assistant coach. I think people forget a lot about that Mm -hmm. as well. He's been around the program for a good bit, but he'd only been in a director of ops role. The fact that he was a part of uh, Nate James' replacement when Nate James got the Austin P job, no one's been able to get that opportunity. So uh, I'm excited for both schools, both programs. Mike Schrage comes in as your Mm -hmm. special assistant to the head coach after being uh, the Elon head coach for the past few seasons. And uh, I tell you what, in, in just a moment after this break, Candace, I've got a lot to say about Jay Lucas, too. <laughs> no doubt about that. There's just so many changes and so much good, juicy stuff happening with the way, you know, coaching staffs have come together. And that all really is, I mean, for lack of a better word, a brotherhood. They look out for each other in terms of just having opportunities that I'm sure. But before we switch gears and talked about Jay Lucas, I have one more thought I do want to ask you about coaching. Do you think that, let's say, Shire doesn't work out? Do you go to Nolan? Do you go to Coach Capel at Pitt, who, of course, is looking for that job? Or do you just move up to the ranks of where you have on the seating chart down the bench here at Duke? <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Jesus. I am. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> exactly. I, I think you got to figure out uh, what kind of success he has. Um, mm. I don't think it would – I don't think he would go to Nolan Smith. I just – unfortunately, I don't see that in the cards for him mm-hmm. at any point in his life to be the next men's basketball coach at Duke University. Uh, for the first time, John Shire went out of the brotherhood to bring Jay Lucas into the picture. Uh, I'm not saying it would be Jay Lucas by any stretch of the imagination because he's also three years younger than John Shire. They're about the same age as well. So uh, I don't know. I don't know that the Duke coach is, is currently coaching right now. He might still be playing. <laughs> For all I know, I mean, if you get a job at, at Duke, that's kind of yeah. a lifetime type job. So uh, that's really hard to sit there and predict. A hundred percent agree. Well, it's so great to always have JJ on the show to talk all things. Who's more importantly, we talk football, his favorite Duke football, of course, during the off season. But there is so much good content that you guys make sure you talk, ch- check out. There it is. Locked on Blue Devils every single day. But now we switch gears. I know all the ACC people are like, is this show going to be totally about Duke? No, but there are some key moments that are happening this offseason. We talk about Jay Lucas, who's come from Kentucky. He's coming from the SEC, different eyes, right? A powerhouse in Kentucky. And now he's taking his talents to Durham. He has clearly had 135 cousins from Durham, from Durham. He has been around the Duke program for a very long time. And now he's getting his opportunity to really be ingrained in the system. And listen, Coach Calipari said, I'm not mad at the guy taking the opportunity for himself because that's just the nature of the beast. How are you feeling about this Jay Lucas hire, and are you excited about what he will bring to the program? Super excited. Uh, very excited for sure that uh, Jay Lucas is coming to join the Brotherhood because uh, this has obviously been a position that we've been trying to figure out who that next assistant coach is going to be. At first, I really did believe that it would be somebody within the Duke family because that's how it's always been. That's the way Coach K operated. But uh, it was your first kind of reminder that this is not the Mike Krzyzewski era of Duke basketball anymore. It's John Shire taking over. And so the fact that he's able to go out and get a young, new, fresh, energetic assistant coach in the biz and Jay Lucas to come in and just show him that there are other ways to operate and there are other ways to get things done, I think that's awesome. I think that's a great thing to have uh, in this Duke family now. And so um, it's the top two recruiters in the country by 24-7 sports. In 2021, John Shire was rated number one. Jay Lucas was rated number two. Duke doesn't need any help recruiting Candace. Like, they've got it figured out pretty well. 
But now mm-hmm. they've got the top two guys kind of working together. So uh, there are ways, I guess, to be better than the top ranked class. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to find out how to do that. No doubt about it. And I'm going to come back to that because that is a very good nugget. But I will say in comparison, like, you know, how we always do to the team in Chapel Hill, you look at how Hubert kept it all in the family and everyone's going to talk about keeping it all in the family. Look at Shire and how he decided to look outside of the family technically. Right. And he's trying to have this new era that's all about him. How do you truly think it's benefiting having a younger coach next to you and growing together versus having people who just tell the old, you know, by the well stories who experience the championship, sort of how Hubert Davis and the rest of his staff have done? Uh, I think it's good to have a mixture of both. And I think that's mm-hmm. what John Shire is doing. Chris Carwell, a little bit older than him, was a part of the early 2000s Duke teams and had been on Coach K's staff for several years and also worked for Coach Wojo. I mentioned Mike Schragi a little bit earlier, who comes over from Elon, had been the Duke Director of Basketball Operations for a number of years, uh, kind of in the mid-2000s to early 2010s, and crossed paths with John Shire during his playing day. So I I think it's great to have a little bit of mixture of both on your staff and to go with the more energetic guy like Jay Lucas. You look at the guys that he was the lead recruiter on for Kentucky. Oftentimes those players chose Kentucky over Duke. And so now you've got that guy that's going to help you uh, be a recruiter. Ty Ty Washington, one of the top players for the Wildcats this past season, is playing for Kentucky because of his relationship with uh, Jay Lucas. As soon as the news was announced, uh, Paulo went on Twitter and said, LOL, Shire is him, and him <laughs> in all caps with a laughing face. And, and Ty Ty had a tweet back to him kind of sad that Jay Lucas was going to be losing, uh, leaving Kentucky. So, uh, yeah, it's just been so cool to see how dominant – uh, John Shire's been able to be um, in, in terms of recruiting, and now he's adding another good recruiter to his staff. No doubt about it. And so we had the recruiting nugget here, and let me just sit here and say, bar none, Duke, best at recruiting. You can have a top class every single year, damn near. But when you have to put it on, you know, from paper to performance and seeing it on the court, it doesn't always translate. So what do you feel like are the pain points that Shire and Lucas need to kind of get over in terms of Duke being the number one class all the way through and winning the championships after championships and all of that jazz? Yeah, it's just a a year-by-year development. Every year going forward, it kind of looks like the way college basketball is going and the way Duke has been recruiting. They've already got the number one class in 2023. So, Uh, Number one class coming in for Shire's first year, and he's already got five guys signed in 2023. So you've got to figure out a way to continue to make teams great, make them come together, make them be inspired, make them play for one another and buy in each and every year. That's going to be the biggest challenge that uh, every year is going to be different every year. It's probably going to feel like you're preaching a lot of the same things Mm -hmm. because you've got new players every single season. Duke's not going to be exclusive in this issue. A lot of teams are going to start to experience this with the transfer portal the way it is right now. Uh, But, yeah, that would just be my big message is every year it's going to be a little bit of the same in terms of what you're teaching on the floor. The parts are just going to be different now. See, to me, that would be exhausting because I feel like that's one of the reasons why Coach Williams retired. He's like, I am done telling the same kids the same shit every single year, right? right? He was like, I've done this for far too long. Luckily, Shire and Lucas have that young juice and energy to do it. But I'm very curious to see how they can put pen to paper because there's going to be scrutiny, right? We saw the way Coach Davis was scrutinized in his first year. I wonder how much grace they're going to extend Coach Shire and whether or not Coach K will step in. Again, seeing the video, seeing him still in his office, I'm 
very glad that Coach K, you know, has things to do with the Duke office and the foundations, all that good stuff. I hate when people are like, oh, you're retired, leave. Like, why? <laughs> the man has been Duke basketball. Why not let him stick around and just enjoy himself? And, you know, we'll hopefully see him at games and all of that good stuff. But very interested to see how it all transpires. But we are going to switch gears because I told y'all we would. And we're going to talk a little bit about some other teams around the ACC when it comes to hoops and some hoop news. But Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses. It won't be the Kentucky Derby because that already happened, but because this read is old, I'm going to tell you why you should still want to use a bet online. It is your continued source for all the sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. JJ, did you bet on the Kentucky Derby? Are you a Derby uh, I man? I no. haven't yet. Uh, every year, my favorite thing to do is to look at all of the names of the horses mm-hmm. and the running. And so I've still got to do a little bit of homework myself <laughs> yeah, to figure sure. out uh, what horse I want to win. <laughs> well, you have a you have a whole nother year, but I've never really understood, like, I guess how it works, because how do you just know that this horse is going to be amazing versus the other horses? Right. That's You know, that's either here nor there. I could go on all day about Kentucky Derby. I want to switch gears and talk about a really good team down there in Chapel Hill who have really done some interesting things already to start off their offseason. Kerwin Walton, one of the best freshmen coming in, one of the reasons why Carolina wasn't in half their games his freshman year, has decided to enter the transfer portal after declaring for the draft, not selecting an agent, but then upon further review said, you know what, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. And now you've got to commit for 2023 in Gigi Jackson. So there's just a lot going on for Chapel Hill. But first and foremost, we've got a roster spot, transfer portal news potentially, you know, the guy out there from Baylor, Mr. Mayor himself, could be joining the crew. We already had a manic. Why not a mayor? It's fine. However, I'm all for not trying to reinvent. I'm not I'm not for trying to remake magic. I think the Brady year was just super special. Like, you can't create that again. And if you try, damn it, if you don't put too much pressure on that boy, Mayor. But what are your thoughts on Transfer Portal or maybe just, you know, using, I don't even know. What do you do if you don't want to use that scholarship? What happens? I wouldn't even know. I mean, look, I don't know that necessarily that North Carolina thought that they would be in this position because it was such a late decision by Kerwin Walton to enter the transfer portal. And I think a lot of schools uh, are getting to that point. Look, 13 scholarships is a lot in a way Mm -hmm. in in basketball because – what I keep going back to, there's only one ball, right? There's only one guy that can have it at all times. And so yeah. you've got basically uh, your whole team coming back with the exception of Brady Manick, who was so great in his one season there in Chapel Hill, that why not just, you know, let Puff Johnson step up into a bigger role. There are some really exciting freshmen coming into uh, this North Carolina program. Somehow, some way, I stumbled on some Tyler Nickel highlights the other day. <laughs> Come on, rabbit hole. <laughs> Mac McClung's Virginia high school scoring record. Mac McClung was like the greatest <laughs> highlight video in the history of high school mixtapes. For sure. And this guy just broke his records. Like, <laughs> and he's going to be a freshman at North Carolina. I'm scared of some of the incoming <laughs> freshmen at UNC. And for Duke fans, we don't normally feel that way. It's normally right. the second or third year guys that develop over time that really start to put up a fight. So yeah, mayor will be great. I saw his name a good bit. I know 
Isaac Shade with Locked on Tar Heels, who does an amazing job with that show, has been talking about him uh, some as well. So, yeah, let's just see what the Tar Heels can do. But even if you don't have the biggest splash out there in the mm-hmm. transfer portal, you're still going to be able to make some things happen. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, for me, I'd rather you just find a dog who wants to be a part of the UNC team, but really just wants to work. Like, he understands and appreciates the position put in front of him, and he's like, hey, just give me the shot. I'll, you know, do what I got to do. You don't need someone who's just flashy, just knows they're hot-ish. I don't care about none of that. Like, can we get a Brady who's just quiet? Give him the rock. He do what he have to do. Boom, bada, bam. We're in, you know, going back to NCAA championship. That's all I need to know. That's all I care about. Period. Okay. That's all that's all I care about. Cause now you've got me hype about the team. Damn it, last year I was like, whatever, I could care less. Now you've got me bought in and I hate that I'm like back emotionally involved. Cause that's the worst, right? Like you want to be like, okay, I'm even keel. I don't really care. And then like they start to do well, you're like, damn, okay. Yeah. You see the recruits, you're like, all right. And then I look at okay, Gigi Jackson, you decided you want to go to Carolina too. Fine, like damn, buy my ticket to Houston. Like, you know, all I guess I said I haven't. Let me, for the record, I have not bought my ticket to Houston. I'm not that kind of person. But say all I had to say, like, you you get emotionally invested again in these programs. Yeah, and, and the fact that you're an eight seed, you made it all the way to the Final Four. And like I said, all of those guys came back. <laughs> like, that. that's pretty awesome from the North yeah. Carolina perspective that you had everybody come back. They're going to be able to have the unfinished business motto that teams love to adopt. And mm-hmm. uh, they do have unfinished business because, yes, they had – the greatest win in the history of the greatest rivalry in all of college sports with their win over Duke in the final four, but they didn't win the title. They lost to Kansas. And so uh, that's going to be a hungry North Carolina team with plenty of motivation going into this upcoming season, even if there are a few different parts that are making up the roster. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be interesting from a UNC uh, Duke dynamic because how many guys decided to go and declare for the draft for Duke. Right. So it really is a new team, fresh eyes, fresh energy, and maybe they want revenge. Maybe they watched at home and they decided, yeah, we're going to come in and take over and make sure you guys remember the name, all of that good stuff. I think that's what makes ACC basketball. I'm, again, we were sitting in a time where we're like, okay, like let's see what happens. Nobody was ranked but Duke. I don't think that's gonna, they're going to make that same mistake going into next yeah. season. No, we'll have a couple of ACC teams <laughs> up there at the top in, in terms of rankings and that sort of thing. And, and Duke's bringing back Jeremy Roach, who was such an important part of their team in March, really turned it around – He and R.J. Davis are going to be carrying the flag for junior point guards in the entire country next season. There's still the possibility that Trevor Keels does come back, that he's not pleased with the feedback he gets from the NBA. So there's an outside chance he's back and he would have extra motivation going into this year. So we're going to be fine in the Duke and North Carolina rivalry, and we're also going to be fine in ACC basketball next season. Listen, if Trevor Keels decides that he may want to take his talent to the gridiron, I wouldn't be upset at the kid. Like he, <laughs> Duke football certainly could use a position. No we, saw, we saw the Texas Tech guy get drafted. So, I mean, you know, you just never know what could happen at the end of the day. But That's I right. am so excited to see the opportunity for what should be a very good ACC basketball season. It's a quick one, but it's a good one. I'm JJ. I'm always good to have you back. I'm so glad we get back, back in the rotation here. Can you re- remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, the reunion was great, Candice. Appreciate uh, being able to come back on with you for sure. Follow us at Locked On Blue Devils on YouTube. Press the subscribe button. Please subscribe to Locked On ACCC. Uh, we want to get monetized on all of our channels here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're listening on podcasts, those are still a thing. Leave yeah. us a five-star <laughs> rating and written review. Uh, and, and find me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Thank you, Candice. This was a lot of fun. 
No doubt about it, guys. Make sure you come back as we are doing all things Draft Talk with AJ Black from Locked on Boston College on our next episode. For Candace Cooper and JJ Jackson, until next time.